You're listening to Bariatric Life Podcast, a podcast about weight loss surgery. Chris and I are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. We are sharing our personal views and opinions only. Please always follow your doctor's advice. Follow us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast and at Amanda's BSG. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show. We are so excited to announce a new partnership with Titan Nutrition. They have proteins, vitamins, pre-workouts, and superfoods. Their proteins come in flavors like peanut butter fudge and snickerdoodle. Mmm, snickerdoodle's my favorite. And they have 24 grams of protein. Go to titannutrition.net and use code bariatriclife for 10% off your order and get free shipping. Again, that is titannutrition.net and discount code bariatric life, all one word. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we are talking with Pepper again. Hi, Hi. Pepper. Hi guys, it's great to talk to you again. Just to remind our listeners, Pepper was on an episode in April of 2022. That was almost a year ago. Oh my gosh, it seems like forever ago. I know, that's crazy. I went back and listened to it again, and at that time, you were weighing 247. Where did you get down to? Um, I'm currently down to 190. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I'm really excited. It's It's been kind of dripping away a little bit at a time, and um, you know, it's it's a lot lower than I was ever expecting to go, so I'm really happy. That's really exciting. Hey, every little bit counts, right? <laughs> sure does. That's awesome. And you had said that at the time you had kind of a goal weight of 180, and you're so close to that. Yeah, uh, I, I was lucky that my uh, bariatric surgeon didn't really set a goal weight necessarily, but, you know, it, that fake healthy BMI number um, is within that range. So, And I feel healthiest at that range. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to go much below that. So I'm, I'm trying to slow down some of the weight loss. Um, but that's a whole other uh, game that you have to play with your dietitian and everything to try and get it to calm down once it gets started. So you had plastics in December. Tell us all about that. Yeah, um, I had plastics on December 9th. And, um, it's, it's been a bit of an up and down kind of journey. Um, I think that's the case for anybody that's going in for a lot of work. I know, you know, you've been going in, you went in as well around that time. So, uh, we've been kind of going through it together and it's, um, I went in because of course I had a lot of excess skin. I've lost about a 200, 250 pounds. Um, so had a lot of excess skin and, um, even just fat that was just hanging on in weird places. And I found a wonderful surgeon that I really, really have loved working with and um, ended up getting a tummy tuck with uh, muscle reconstruction underneath. And then um, a mastopexy, which is a breast lift. I did not get anything put in, no implants. Um, I also had liposuction kind of all around the place. And then I had a BBL done as well. 
So I was looking at the pictures that you had posted the other day of your BBL results, and <laughs> that is a mighty fine ass you got there. <laughs> oh my god, it's horrible! Oh, it, it is. It is a powerful piece of machinery. Um, <laughs> it's just damn. <laughs> oh, I know, and that's oh, it's so bad. I keep bumping it into things. Luckily, it's still going down. So um, I'm very happy in that regard. The it was funny. I talked to my surgeon. He's like, I've never had anybody upset that they got too much butt. And I was like, well, I went from flat as a pancake. Uh, literally, it went from back to thigh. There was nothing in between. Um, and now, now, I mean, I feel like a Kardashian. And it's I, I have a permanent booster seat everywhere I go, it feels like now. Um, but I just had another uh, an appointment with him today and with their team and he's he just reassured me he's like oh yeah you still got some swelling like it's still gonna go down and he said within uh at the six month mark is when I should see hopefully what's gonna stick around and be normal results but so I'm like oh thank goodness (laughs) I wanted a butt but I didn't want to well bam and I got I got a whoop bam. I know, like when I saw my results from my BBL, it was like just barely anything there, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. And then the other day, I was talking to Chris about it, and I was like, I'm glad it didn't get as big as Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm willing to donate if you would like. Uh, that was, I think, that's part of it because, I mean, when you got down to your plastics. I mean, you were really tiny. I, I mean, you just you looked amazing. And so I know you didn't have a lot of fat to really transfer. Um, whereas I still, I had that large apron belly still that was just hanging on and it has my entire life. And so he gathered those cells that were there and essentially turned my belly into my butt. Yeah. And I always said, I was like, oh, I wish I could have done that. And now I'm like, ooh, that's a, that's a bit too much butt. But <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm happy it's still gonna keep going down. So I'm I'm just holding my breath that maybe I will look. A, it's supposed to look a little bit more natural. He assures me. So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. Well, I think it looks great the way it is. Well, I it is entertaining if nothing else. I mean, I've got a walking <laughs> shelf behind me all the time. Uh, but he's uh, he knew kind of what my aesthetic goals were. So, and you know, because you do lose. Um, quite a bit of the fat cells just in the process. You only keep about 85%. He overcompensated. And I just had my final drain. I had three drains uh, from the beginning. Got my final drain taken out last week. So they were like, yeah, you've got a lot of swelling still that you're just going to be dealing with. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to be excited to have it continue to drop and look a little bit more natural because uh, your girl wasn't looking for that much booty. <laughs> when they removed your drains did you feel it on the other side of your body is it they pulled it out do you feel like that suction release on it oh yeah yeah it's so weird I don't know if you experienced it as well but it was it was really interesting because I mean you could feel where it was and um they'd sit there and say okay it's going to be on this side and then they pull it out and I was like oh actually it's on the other side and they're like what I was like, yeah, uh, but yeah, so I don't know if you experienced, that is just the weirdest feeling in the world. Yeah, I didn't expect the drain to go as far as it did. When, yeah. When I was pulling Amanda's out, I, it just kept going and going and going, okay. and I thought, where, where the fuck did this go? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's like circling around you. It feels like half the time you're like looped in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't imagine having three and for having them for that long too. Yeah. Mine were really active. Uh, I think that was because I had, I don't know. I don't know why it just, it, they were really, they were pu- pulling over, uh, overtime. And I didn't appreciate them working overtime, but they they did what they were supposed to. But yeah, it, the third one was just hanging on strong. He did not want to go anywhere. Man, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I just had the one, and I could not wait to get rid of that thing. <laughs> yeah, you had, uh, I was about to say, yours came out really quickly, it seemed like. I guess there were two tubes, but one... Yeah collection device oh is that what you're calling a drain yeah I was i just thought the tubes were the drain well i guess you could see it both ways yeah <laughs> yeah you had one that was just doing double time yeah yeah but you um, seemed to heal really well and um the swelling seemed to go down really quickly for you i still get some swelling like first thing in the morning i feel mm-hmm. pretty swollen and then by the evening, I feel swollen too, but it's not too bad. Oh, good. And then you didn't switch to the Faha till just recently, right? Yeah, that was, oh, goodness gracious, last week as well when they finally, uh, or the week before, because it was right before my final drain was taken out. They put me in the Faha. It's still the weird one that it's got the butt windows. So, you know, you got to be really mindful of what you're wearing. Otherwise, the neighbors are going to see way too much of you. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, I personally, I'm so weird. I grew up, um, my mom was very mindful of my body growing up. And so I've been in waist trainers and fahas and like shapewear since I was little. So it's one of those things I'm like, oh yeah, this feels comfortable. This is normal. And, but I definitely am not used to the butt window. I, I could really do without that. I, I love this term, butt windows. Yeah. It like is. I almost died whenever you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it's got the horrible thong thing and it's, these things are tight. So it's, you're flossing 99% of the time. Yeah. Well, see, Amanda's is kind of like an inverted thong. Yeah. Like it's everywhere, but. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now that's impressive. Like it goes down my almost to my knees, and then there's the cutout to you know do your business. Yeah, and just yeah. aiming for that. Like, I mean that then it, in and of itself is that's a trial, trial by fire. <laughs> I was very concerned with how easily my body was like, yeah, sure, we can go to the bathroom with clothes on. <laughs> It feels like, so weird. I was like, this isn't normal. Why am I able to do this so easily? It, yeah, it's, I think the part of it, I guess, is that you get used to a lot of things during this whole process, like walking like you're 90 years old for a while and, you know, uh, not showering for a while. There's so yeah. many things that you kind of just get used to while you're in the healing process. Now, my surgeon didn't do this, but I'm wondering if yours did. Was he able to give you a an amount of, like, the weight of skin that was removed? Yeah, I got the uh, amount was about 15 pounds. 
and uh, there he actually posted a whole video of my surgery. Well, obviously not from start to finish, but a good chunk of it. And you can see what he took off of me. And then um, they ended up transferring 850 cc's of fat into each of my buttocks. So, <laughs> so that's why each cheek is just, it's glowing. But I was so excited. 855 cc's per cheek? Per cheek, yeah. Um, the How big are your implants? My implants were 350. So basically two Double implants. Up. Per cheek. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, and how have things been going like with your implants and everything? Because I know that under the muscle can make it really painful while that's going through recovery. And um, I was just curious how that's going for you. Honestly, I don't know if they did under the muscle or over. Oh, okay. And maybe I should have like asked that at some point, but I also didn't care. But do we have some dog fighting oh <laughs> gosh yes as soon as i get on the phone they immediately it's okay I'm <laughs> so i've got my two heathens here who the girls insist on a wrestling match anytime i'm on the phone that's how dobby and luna roll <laughs> oh i'm glad to know i'm in i'm in good company here mine Every is just a little time. bit smaller than yours just just a little bit yeah like the size of your group's head yeah i think it's <laughs> about the equivalent i've got going on here but yeah, the implants haven't really, like, they're tender, but they haven't, like, the most trouble I've had was from stomach issues. Like, mm -hmm. the breast never really bothered me. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm so glad. I've heard so many people that experience a lot of pain there. So I'm happy to hear that wasn't the case for you. So tell me about the complication that you had. Yeah. So it sounds like we may have actually experienced very similar complication yeah. with extended tummy tucks. And this is something I knew was kind of potentially going to happen just because when you're dealing with weight loss surgery patients and people that are getting an extended tummy tuck, that's a whole lot of area that they're covering. And our body's not really getting really great blood flow to begin with. So what happened was when they did my tummy tuck, so I've got an extended that goes, I've got a, an incision that goes uh, all the way from one hip bone, like past my hip bone on the other side of it almost to the other side. And so it's pretty long. And then in the middle, because it's the furthest from the blood supply, that's where it'll usually have issues with healing, which is what happened with me. It wasn't getting a good blood supply at first. And that's where it started. I ended up with some necrotic tissue because it just wasn't doing well and it wasn't healing quickly enough. So it ended up with a very sizable hole um, cavity that we are still currently treating. And I feel really, really lucky with my team because I go down every week and they do a debridement on the area and they've got me um, providing me supplies so I can continue to take care of it. And I, I feel so bad. I've made really great friends with the nurses there. Uh, the nurse that I work with, she is fabulous. And she, uh, we text every day. They have a nurse line. And so every day I text the nurse line, Hey, here's a photo of my stomach. So the poor woman, luckily she finds it fascinating. So she's like, Oh, this is great. It's looking wonderful. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it looks horrible to me, but I'm glad you think it looks great. 
and it is getting smaller. I'm really, really happy. It's healing really well. And so their main focus right now is they just get rid of any of the necrotic tissue because they don't want a lot of scar tissue build up. And it's really easy when this kind of thing happens, it'll build up and make that area really hard and it can really mess with your movement and the way it'll end up looking in the end. So they keep going in and removing any of that necrotic possible scar tissue. So it's just closing up and it's bringing out more and more healthy skin. So I'm really happy with how it's healing right now. What are you using to treat it? They uh, originally had me um, doing, I had a Deacon solution, which is, it's a very interesting, I don't know if your group has you using it. It's a bleach and saline mix and it's, you get it at the pharmacy and they had me packing it. Um, and then on top of that, uh, prior to that, I had a silver cream that they had me using. Now I'm currently on a Manuka honey and I, uh, distilled water packing and it's, uh, it's to encourage that good skin to keep creating and keep closing, um, while still keeping a moist environment, which encourages that healing. So what happened with mine was that it separated from like the, because I had a pubic lift as well. So there's a slight vertical line mm-hmm. and right at that vertical connection, that team area, it just separated from each other. Like oh. I, it wasn't stitched well enough or the skin was too thin or, or something like that. And so it kind of opened up a triangular piece right above my pubic area. Oh goodness. I never had any necrotic skin, but what they have me treating it with is honey, mm-hmm. like raw organic honey, which at first Chris and I were like, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard of. But then I started reading um, scientific studies on it and it's antibiotic. It's antimicrobial, anti everything been used for literally thousands of years to help and promote healing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they've got me on now is the Manuka honey. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, you're sitting there going, no way. And it's, I mean, it works wonders. It's insane how quickly it helps to get something to really close up and heal. Yep. And it just makes the whole area smell a lot better. <laughs> it does. <laughs> on top of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, um, my, uh, surgeon, when I got my, my tummy tuck, he always made a joke because I was talking about I'm going to probably have to get a thigh lift as well. And he was like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. He's very well known for doing very tight tummies and ended up essentially with a um, a uh, a bottom lift as well as a tummy tuck. So it's like the man was just working. He's getting rid of as much skin as possible. So, yeah. And it's it's is, uh, he, is he using like ratchet straps or something <laughs> I, it, what, I felt like it i mean the poor man i i don't know how he managed it's i'm really impressed with my results um with what he's done and it was more than i could have ever anticipated just because i mean i did have such a big apron belly and i mean i i don't i'm not going to need a thigh lift anymore which i'm like oh my gosh i thought that was a whole other surgery i was anticipating that i'm not gonna have to have now and then it it, it included that pubic lift as well and 
I mean, my, I've never had a flat tummy in my entire life. And I broke down crying in the doctor's office the other day. Cause I was just like, I never thought I would ever have this my entire life. I've always had a belly and it's like, now there's nothing there. I don't know where to put my arms when I'm trying to sit down or something. Where do you, what do you do with them? Well, and your waist is tiny too. Have you taken measurements? I have. And it's, it's really very weird. It's uh, my up around my chest. I'm now 38 inches. And then I'm about 32 inches in my waist right now. That's amazing. Which it's, it's crazy. Cause I mean, before I was, you know, I was in the sixties. It's, I'm literally half the person I was before. And it's, it's just insane to see. And then my butt, it's my measurements are the same there, but that's, you know, my hips, there's no help in that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I had taken um, my measurements recently and I dropped three inches from my waist. Oh my gosh. Are you just super happy with like, because I know that, you know, you were concerned with the original uh, issues and the complications that you were dealing with. Are you feeling much more comfortable and much happier with it? How it's healing and everything? I am. The We had, I say we, but I had, <laughs> I guess Chris had it too. Um, it, a giant scab in that spot and it was like slowly but surely. Getting all loosey goosey. Yeah. And it was just barely hanging on by some kind of goo. And I may not have probably shouldn't have done this, but I did it anyway, but I cut it off. Mm -hmm. I didn't pull it off. So like I didn't pull away any like healing tissue, but I cut the scab away from the goo Mm -hmm. and it looks so much better now. And I feel a lot better about it. And like Chris and I were talking the other day that I wonder, and I had said this to you too, like, I sometimes wonder if I should have had the surgery, but then I plan on having or doing like a tattoo all around. So even if I'd had the surgery and had a prettier scar, I'm still going to tattoo over it. So like, what's the point? Yeah. Well, I think the only time they really encourage surgery is if it goes down to the muscle or if it comes back and it's um, antibiotic resistant bacteria because then at that point in time they obviously want to get rid of it before it eats more flesh so you know the fact that they knew kind of what it was and that wasn't the case you know it was they were just giving your body time to heal and I I think that you know because I've got a pretty I had a pretty sizable spot personally I think and you know even my my surgeon was like no we're just going to let it do its thing and he was like if we want a revision down the line we can do that but you know as long as you've got that healthy flesh still there and you've got good blood flow, then your body will be able to perform miracles at that point in time. So how does the rest of your incision look? Oh, everything else looks beautiful. I, I'm really shocked. Um, I'll, I'll have to send you some photos, just the, the scars themselves, they're already fading. And um, the ladies up top, uh, I've, this is the smallest my chest has been since like middle school. Uh, I went from a, an H and now I'm a D, but I, I told the, the nurse today, I was like, it's amazing. I take off my bra and they just sit there. 
Before and you then said the same thing. She's it's like, amazing. I take my bra off, and the girls are just there. <laughs> it's incredible. Tucking and rolling, and you know, throwing them over your shoulder, carry-on baggage, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's it's amazing just to have them just hanging out. Like, hey, we're we're here, where they're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah, where they're not. You know, they're looking you in the eye. They're not looking down at your shoes, going nice. Yes, it's great. Are you in any kind of compression bra or anything? No, they took me out of my surgery bra two weeks ago. I'm now in just a normal bra. That was the most exciting shopping trip of my life. And uh, of course, I was there with my gigantic butt knocking over half of the displays. But (laughs) it was just so exciting because now it's, you know, instead of spending half a fortune buying a bra like I was before, I could go to a store and just pick up one. And yeah. that's amazing feeling. I've, I haven't been able to do that in forever. Just to have normal sizes was fantastic. I'm, I'm still shocked. Like my, I wasn't six X's and now I'm in an XL down below. And that's because of the, the back door. <laughs> it, it needs some extra space. But, yeah. The butt window needs a lot of extra space and breathing room. <laughs> But like up top, I'm at, I'm at a large and it's, you know, it's amazing just feeling your body change and just seeing that, hey, now I can wear the things that I wasn't comfortable, which is just, that was my personal choice. Not saying that anyone shouldn't wear whatever they want, but I can wear things that I was afraid to wear personally because I didn't like the way that I looked. Yeah. So you said that you're not going to do thighs after all. Yeah. But... yeah, I'm very thankful. He, uh, he did some major ratcheting or something. I don't know, a pulley system. Maybe <laughs> it was a team effort. Apparently. I don't know how he managed it, but I went from, I had some really droopy thighs and then everything got shimmied up several inches and it's, it's crazy. My body just looks totally different. Was there any other um, plastics that you were thinking about having? Yeah, I've still got some that will be next year. I've already given him the heads up. Uh, Poor guy. He's not getting rid of me yet. Uh, I want to get my arms done because I I still have the bat wings. And, And then I've got a lipoma that's on my back as well, which is a fatty tumor. And... It is hanging on strong. So he's going to help get rid of that. And with that, I'm also going to get a slight back lift um, just because that is going to leave a sizable space. And then I'm hoping to get my neck and possibly like a mini facelift because I have lost so much in my face. I've kind of got jowls starting. And so I want to you know, just tuck everything up all at once. And hopefully that should be everything. Uh, I know that the arm lift is supposed to be a difficult one. So uh, I've talked to a couple people that said, you know, they've had some issues with healing with that. So it'll be interesting to see how that's going to work out. Yeah. I had thought that I might want to do thighs and arms next Mm -hmm. year or later, you know, a year after but now I'm not so sure. And one of my friends had pointed out that she said, so, you know, you barely got anything put into your butt and it's possible that 
there's not really anything there in the thighs and arms that maybe you're just seeing it. <laughs> and I was like, that is a possibility. <laughs> yeah, that might be the case, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have been happy to volunteer as your, your fat daughter. There, there's plenty that they can, <laughs> can take off of you and... <clears throat> yeah, I wish I, I'm I'm willing to sign up. Still, I've got plenty more hanging out in the most odd places. So you know, if you need any help, I think between the two of us, we will be able to fill you out as much as you're looking for. So those um those other surgeries that you mentioned, is he going to be able to do those at the same time, or are those going to be separated? Yeah, it from when I talked to him, he, I told him, I said, you know, I want you to give me when I walked in, I, I did a lot of research before coming to him. And so I kind of knew he knew what he was talking about. And I loved his photos that I saw. I love the results he got. So I said, hey, I want you to look at me and just tell me what you would do. And he was like, well, how do you want me to group it? And do you want to do one at a time? And I said, I want you to group it based on what you think is going to make sense. What's going to give you the best results based on how you work. And so he was like, all right then. And he sat down and he, you know, he planned the first series of surgeries based on what would get the best results one after another. And then the next one he's going to do as another series. So it should be all done at the same time. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see how that's going to work with the recovery. Uh, just because I'm sure you know the recovery with the BBL plus the, you know, the top and the tummy. It makes it interesting trying to get comfortable for a while. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure it's going to be interesting the other way around as well, trying to figure out, okay, I can't lay, maybe I can lay on my chest. I'm not sure how it's going to work. So we'll see. I just recently was able to start sleeping on my side again. Oh, I dream of that day. (laughs) It's been amazing. (laughs) Well, I got approval today. I'm officially out of, out of the gaping asshole chair that I have. I made a BBL the chair. The what? I call it my gaping asshole chair. <laughs> it is a BBL chair that I made myself. So it's a zero gravity chair and I cut a hole for my butt and added a bunch of foam. It looks really trashy. It's fabulous in my living room. And... <laughs> It, the whole point is you're you're trying to lay there without any support on your butt. So you're just, you got your butt just hanging out there for the that whole world. the exact description of what I had talked about making. Yeah. We've got zero gravity chairs out in the garage. And I said, well, we'll just cut a hole in it. And boom, there you go. Yeah. Just a little, you know, redneck engineering. We'll duct tape it so that it doesn't splinter and you know, go everywhere, but you were fine. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't let me do it. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. That would have been entertaining, if nothing else, just to watch you go out there cutting that thing up. Right, because, you know, with my luck, I'd probably cut in the wrong area and hit one of the bungees and be clip, clip, clip. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, the hard part is definitely, like, you know, she'd have to sit in it, you'd have to measure around, but you don't want it too big because you don't want her to slide through. (laughs) Right, and you don't want it to be too small because then it defeats the purpose, and it's got to be perfectly centered because otherwise it's going to cause a a weird lean. Yeah, Yeah, and you don't want it to start 
unraveling on one side because then it's like she's sinking into the oblivion exactly and definitely not a hold my beer and watch this project <laughs> i mean it could be that would just make it really entertaining if nothing well, I mean, else we do we have two chairs so you know first one's always always a throwaway anyway <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's uh it was interesting my as my butt because it started out i i made it big enough for my surgery butt when it was at its worst, like, I mean, it looked like a bench. It was ridiculous. <laughs> this thing had its own postal code, zip code. It was, it was bad. And then now, because I've gotten smaller, I slide through. So if I didn't have all these extra cushions to try and help hold everything in place, I mean, I'd end up with just sunk all the way through, V-shaped, unable to get myself out of the chair by myself. <laughs> Pool noodles. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, what I did is I've got memory foam mattress that I put down, and then I got some really great maternity pillows that my sister recommended, and so I've got those, plus I've got back support pillows, and all, uh, it's, it, it's a whole thing, it's a whole endeavor. <laughs> that just sounds so crazy. I, mean, I, I would like to see a picture of this rig. <laughs> oh, I will, I will be happy to send that over to you, it is. Like I said, it is super trashy. It is fabulous. And uh, I'm happy to share that with you so you can just get your imagination going. Because I, I, I have a picture in my mind and it's, it, like I said, it was exactly what I wanted to make, but was talked out of so that, you know, I didn't screw up really expensive, nice zero gravity chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought this one off of Amazon. So it was, you know, it was, a, it was not very... So not super expensive. Um, it was much cheaper. Like I looked into renting a recliner and trying to make that work. And I, I could not get the pillow situation to work for me. Uh, ended up almost falling on my face a couple times. Oh no! And then I saw other people were using like there's an avocado pool float. Yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, I can't get my ass up off the floor. Like, because I, I live by myself. So I'm like, and I'm not... I'm not making somebody come in here and yank me up out of that. I'm, no, in my luck, it ended up stuck on my butt, and I'd be walking around with an avocado on my ass all day. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought this was the easiest method for now, since I was solo. I feel like you've taken much better care of your butt than I've taken care of mine. Yeah, you gotta I've love been, the butt. Be gentle I've, with the butt. Yeah, I've been sitting on my no, butt quite a bit. No comments. Oh, <laughs> hard to resist. <laughs> well, today is actually my first day that I've sat on my butt. I I've been using the BBL pillow and then my my gaping butthole chair. <laughs> and uh, finally, today at my my appointment, the nurse was like, "You can actually sit on your butt now," and I was like, "Hallelujah." And that's when she also was like, yeah, and you can sleep in your bed as long as you're at an incline still. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, I, you're my favorite person right now. I did sleep at an incline for a while, and then I got over it. <laughs> you're like, and I'm done. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to get out of the Faha now, too. Oh, yeah. no, you're stuck in that thing for a year. Um, no. For the next few months, you'll be in it 24 hours. I think it's maybe... Uh, up to three or four months and then they put you in it half a day like 12 hours and 12 hours so 12 hours on 12 hours off I'm pretty sure my people said I had to wear it for two months but then 
I have a feeling they're going to tell me to wear it longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely, everything I've read is said, if you want to optimize your results, because it'll help with all of that compression and everything and the, the swelling that we deal with. And everything I've read is that you're going to be in one again, you'll go to like 12 out, you know, 12 hours on 12 hours off, but it's for a year, essentially. I don't, well, they've got her with foam now and yeah, kind of almost feels like, again, like you, we need ratchet straps. Cause yeah, sometimes it's tough to get it. Uh, buttoned yeah snapped or class yeah i thought we were gonna have to go out to the jeep and get the come along to get them to hook together what is is a come along it's uh you've got a hook and a hook and then there's a ratchet in the middle and it and they call it come along because you can sit there and ratchet it back and forth and walk with whatever is being towed behind you We've all learned something new. I had no idea. You've never heard heard of a come along? No. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know what, like, its technical engineering term is, but Tennessee redneck, we call it a come along. Oh. Well. Well, do they have you wearing, like, your pads? Are you wearing a binder right now, or do they not have you in a binder? No, I've never been in a binder, just the faha. Mm. And the compression. Yeah, and the and the compression bra. And then we've added foam to my stomach. Okay. That's where I tend to swell. Okay. Yeah, they've um they've got me. I'm in the faha. And then I've got a binder um that I'm using right now. And then eventually once my tummy is healed, they don't want to put too much compression on it right now while it's healing. Once that's healed, then I'll be adding compression stuff on top of that. And like you said, I'm trying to figure out where the hell I'm supposed to be putting that because, good Lord, I have no room to breathe, let alone yeah. shove things in, in place. Yeah, that's how I feel with this foam. <laughs> it's like I'm running out of room here, guys. Like, what are we talking about? What's happening here? Especially because, like, I don't know why, but I just I feel more swollen in the morning. And it's like I'm being compressed to death. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good. Winch puller. Cable winch puller is the technical name. <laughs> he, he looked it up. <laughs> he had to know. He was like, "By God, I, have I, I did." Because I mean, you know, there's as I've gotten older, I found that the terms I use for things are not the proper terms, and <laughs> I'll say something, and someone will look at me like I'm just the most uneducated backwoods type person, so <laughs> I always try to expand my knowledge and call things by their proper name. <laughs> oh, see, I would have considered you an expert at that point, and then, like, that is it. That is everything. <laughs> that is exactly what it's called. <laughs> no questions asked. A come along, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> it's a come along. so you've got binder and faha yeah and i'm in my first version faha and then i'm going to be ordering my second stage faha soon i found a company that makes it and it's actually a surgeon a plastic surgeon that created them so i'm very excited to see how that's going to work but i'm i'm not looking forward to sucking in more i'm running out of space like you said it's just Eating is difficult enough, and now it's like, I, I, oh, no, thank you. 
If you buy one on Amazon, make sure they send you the right one. Yeah, that happened to me. Oh, no. And I was able to return it, thank goodness. But it was the completely wrong style. Oh, yeah. No, I um, I've found the one that I'm wearing right now is from the actual manufacturer. It's uh, like, I think it's Marina and D or something like that is what it's called. And so I ordered it directly from their website. And then the next one that I'm going to be ordering, it's called like an OG Faha. And I plan on ordering it from the their website as well, just because it's got like this whole formula on how to figure out what size you're supposed to buy and all of that. So whenever they right. met me for my original Faha, they had said, oh, you're probably in a small or extra small. And I was like, I don't know about all that. And then they measured me and they're like, no, it's actually a large. So I got put in the large and I very quickly went through, it has three rows of clasps Mm -hmm. on it. And I very quickly went through all three rows. Had to size down to a medium. And I was in that one for three weeks. Yeah. I was in the first one, maybe two weeks. Uh, Yeah. It, It wasn't long. You had just gotten your, backup one yeah when you had to size down and then I just had to size down again oh my gosh the first clasp of the small and I'm hoping that this is it because these things are not cheap no they are not and that's one thing they said uh I was watching all you know a million videos like like we tend to do before preparing for this kind of thing and someone was talking about you know the investment that those are and so they said that the best thing you can do is get one that you like that, you know, works really well for what you need. And instead of buying a new one, go to a tailor and they can size it down for you. Huh? That's totally not where I thought you were going. Oh, well. <laughs> but that's a good idea. Yeah. And they say, you know, cause that's, that's next to nothing cost wise. The tailor will be able to custom fit it directly to your body. So it will be as snug as they can get it, and it'll actually go with your shape of your body. So it'll be almost like a custom Faha at that point. I totally thought she was going to say buy used, and that, no. Oh, there there are some things I'm not willing to share. (laughs) Right? Oh, I I would not wish this butt floss upon anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have the Marina brand ones, and I've just been buying the same ones that they had uh, this, the one they gave me at when I blah, 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 blah. the one that they put me in right after surgery. Mm-hmm. I've been buying the same brand, the same style number, all that, and they're one hundred and thirty eight dollars a piece. Yeah, and I have the one that I'm wearing plus a clean one, so I buy them two at a time. And yeah, this was an expense I was not expecting as far as the surgery goes. I figured I would have a backup, and then that was it. I didn't realize I would have to size down so frequently. Yeah, well, and that's that's what I think a lot of people are shocked about. It's When you are swollen at first, it goes down very quickly, and it's pretty substantial as it drops. And so... Yeah. You know, that that tailoring trick may save you in case you continue to drop along the way. Yeah, I might have to look into that. Yeah, because I think it's like, what, 30 bucks maybe to go to the tailor and they'll tailor it exactly for you. Shit, that's way better than yeah. 260. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, there are so many expenses with this that I don't think people really anticipate. Uh, for me, a big one has been all of the just medical supplies. Now, again, I did, you know, have that complication, but I mean, I, I swear the people around here, the companies like CVS have probably got to have really off inventory now because I've gone in and bought like all of Neosporin, went in and bought all of their abdominal pads, stuff like that, where it's like, oh my God, I'm spending a small fortune. And now I've got this Manuka honey stuff and it is, it's like $10 for a teeny tiny little bottle of it. The bottle of the raw organic honey that I had bought was $36. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, you know, it wasn't the small one, but it wasn't like the Costco, here's a gallon of honey, go bathe. <laughs> but it was, like, I got it and I was walking to the, to the self-checkout at Walmart and I'm thinking, oh my God, why is honey so expensive? And it's then, liquid gold. It really is. Yeah. And it has lasted a long time. It, it has, which is why I wanted to get the big one. I figured if we slathered the wound in it, then, you know, you were, and we would have plenty to go around. I didn't know how long we were going to be treating. Yeah. And it's definitely not something that's going to go in the pantry when we're done. No. So it's just. It just, that feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't go bad though, either. So that can yeah. be in your, you know, in your first aid kit forever. That's yeah. True. Well, and I do wound care twice a day, which this morning I was thinking, maybe I just go down to once a day. Wow. <laughs> they've still got you at two. That's crazy. I'm starting to get pretty lazy with this recovery. You want to keep it going because, no. Yeah. Otherwise, if it, if it starts to regress, then I will inform you thus. <laughs> I will only have myself to blame. <laughs> yeah, they. I, I would definitely, you know, I don't think it's bad to do it at two at a time if they're still saying, you know, twice a day is what you needed. But have they been checking in with you regularly and everything to see how you're doing and how it's healing? Yeah, I send them pictures um, once or twice a week and they give me feedback on it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then yeah. they also want pictures of like me and my Faha and they'll be like, well, you need to size down again. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't make me. I'm a thousand miles away. Why don't you come up here and make me? <laughs> exactly. I want to tell me that to my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, another thing I did get, my sister uh, got me this for my Christmas present because she knew I was having issues. I, she ended up getting me something. It's a red light therapy, which is really interesting. It's supposed to help with healing and everything like that. So I've got that, that I've added to my repertoire as well, just to see if that's going to help get it to heal up faster. Have you noticed any difference? I mean, it's, I mean, it's healing really well. I don't know what, you know, if it's healing quickly or if it's kind of what they're expecting, but I mean, it's got really great blood flow and it's, the skin is really healthy and, you know, they don't have to debride as much every time that I come in. So I'm hoping that maybe it's doing good things. I mean, it's, it's definitely not hurting it. So I can, yeah. I can say that at least if it, you know, maybe it's that placebo effect as well, but it's, there are a lot of studies saying that the red light really helps with healing factor. 
Does it help to dilate the blood vessels? And, and I'm actually not really sure. I haven't read that deep into the studies because uh, I'm I'm a lazy lazy woman when it comes to that after working all day. But the essentially what I've read is that it just speeds up the healing factor and it helps with that cell regeneration. Okay. So and it's got great results from everything I've read. But again, I haven't delved too deep. I was going to say, when we were at um, Costco recently, I saw a giant thing of Manuka honey there, if you have a, and it was reasonably priced. Ooh. Yeah. yeah they've, they've got me using this special, it's a medical grade. Uh, so uh, that may not be what they're looking for. I, I actually, I found, I made the, the poor nurse laugh because I found this spray and it's the silver plus Manuka honey spray. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like the best of both worlds. Should I get it? And I sent her a link to it. And she's like, oh, my God, yes, please get that. And then I looked further into it. I go, actually, it's, it's graded for horses. So I don't, I don't think I can use that. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, abort mission. Do not get the pet spray. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. What is medical grade honey? Do, like, the bees have a doctorate or something? Or? <laughs> yes, they uh, they went to school for <laughs> six to eight years and got their doctorate degree. And, and, and went through an internship and residency. Yeah. And I, I've never heard of a medical grade honey. And yeah, I, could you put it on bread? Like, could you eat it? Or is it special, inedible honey? I don't know, actually. I know that with the medical that it's it's been kind of additionally further sterilized or handled differently uh, okay. than like edible. That makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because all of these come in like sealed containers and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's tech, maybe the packaging is handled differently or the way that it's processed is handled differently. Uh, it's just specifically made for medical use. So I probably wouldn't eat it. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to test I'm it. I'm all excited about seeing the little bees in their little doctor jackets and running around doing rounds. Yeah, a little <laughs> stethoscope. Right? <laughs> a little tiny bee-sized stethoscope. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, that would be adorable. It's like scrubs, but for bees. Oh. <laughs> buzz. <laughs> or bees in scrubs. Oh. oh man, that would be adorable. Could you imagine uh, Zach Braff running around dressed as a bee wearing scrubs? I could. I would pay money to see that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> he and Donald Faison are just running around in a Walmart in bee costumes. I could totally see them doing that. Yeah. If it hasn't happened, it needs to happen now. It really does. I mean, they have a podcast. Maybe they're listening to this podcast and maybe we'll plant the seed of an idea. Yes, guys, be costume. Go. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> You're celebrities. They won't get mad at you, but they'll throw us out. It's true, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, we will let you go. I'm so happy to hear that your recovery is going well. Yeah, it's, I really have loved just kind of checking in with you during all of this and being kind of surgery sisters and all of that. And it's, it's so exciting just to see you going through this healing journey as well. Cause you know, we both kind of started out together and it's, we're progressing together. It's really exciting to just see, you know, every step of the journey and just how far you've come. It's, it's wonderful. 
Oh, thanks. You too. I, I love this community and it's been, it's been great to be a part of it. And I just hope that, you know, your compression goes well and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh goodness. But I just, I really appreciate, you know, you guys just involving me in all of this and it's been so exciting just to see your podcast grow as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you again. And, you know, if, if you need anything, you know, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always happy to answer questions because I, I know this can be kind of intimidating at times. And just having somebody to go, I know how you feel about the butt floss. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about the butt floss. Oh, well, I'm going to send some to you then. Cause... Asshole gaping chair, though. I'm yes. Thinking, I really, really, really want to see this chair. <laughs> I will, I promise I will send you a photo of my chair. It is getting demolished. I'm taking it away this weekend. So excited to get rid of it. But beforehand, it, let me know if you want it. I'll be happy to send it down to you. I think we'll pass, but thank you just the same. Hold on a second. This could be a patentable idea. Oh, yeah. It's just unlocked our path to being hundred heirs. Oh, I, I think people will pay you to keep it at this point in time. <laughs> Like, you know what? No, really, we're good. Thank you. (laughs) Well, enjoy sleeping in your bed. I know. It's the first night. Oh, my God. It's incredible. I'm so excited. That would be super exciting. Go to bed early. Oh, yeah. I already told my my boss. I was like, look, if I don't wake up for work in the morning, just know it's because I'm in a coma. But it's a good one. It's a long-standing coma. Because sitting in a chair for all these weeks with my butt hanging out. Has not been exceptionally comfortable. Yeah. As odd as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for spending time with us tonight. Yeah. No, you guys, I've been so looking forward to this. Like, this is, I had it on my work calendar and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're not missing this opportunity. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. Well, you have a good evening and sleep well. All right. And I'll send you the butthole photo chair thing. <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> and just let me know if I need to ship it down to you. You know, okay. I'm happy to donate. <laughs> All, All right. right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.